You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 43. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Artake segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock Our Take segment, we take a look at Balin Technology, symbol BYL on the TSX. Balin focuses on the research, design, development, and manufacturing, and the sales of passive and active radio frequency products and services. The company appears to be in the midst of a transformational 2018 following two major acquisitions. One just announced this week. Is it a buy, sell, or hold? We'll tell you. Our star of the week is Twitter. Symbol TWTR on the New York Stock Exchange. The social networking giant has seen its stock jump 30% over the past month after the company solidly broke into profitability in its last quarter and reported a positive outlook. Finally, our dog of the week is Overstock.com. Symbol OSTK on the NASDAQ an online retailer which provides products and services through its websites and is also apparently now firmly in the blockchain space after a significant acquisition. On a year-to-date basis, the stock has fallen 52.2%. Is it a dog now or opportunity? Now, let's dig into the show. I'd like to welcome back my co-host, Keystone's VP and Senior Analyst, Mr. Aaron Dunn. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Ryan? I am excellent. Busy week again. Absolutely. Have you seen oil prices this week? Uh, I don't. Fill me in. Yeah, up 13% this week. So WTI in the in the U.S., West Texas Intermediate Crude, uh, at $74 per barrel. So this is the highest price that, 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 that U.S. crude has seen in four years, um, up 13% just over the last week. So I was quite shocked to see oil once again back in the, in, in the 70s. It's been a while. Yeah, and there is some companies uh, I know in our small cap research that we're looking at uh, to take advantage of that segment. But you know, it has been oil has been quite volatile uh, overall, an upward trend over the course of this year. But volatile and uh, companies that you know do their business off the backs of the price of oil, there's always that additional risk, uh, just commodity price risk. A, co- a company can do everything right, and then the commodity turns against it. So you have to factor that, and the company doesn't do well. So you have to factor that in to all any investment in that sector. And any investment that we do have that has exposure to that segment, we usually put a spec buy on that, meaning it's more speculative than, uh, than other companies that we'd look at outside, just given a, a traditional buy. 
And, and you, you hit the nail on the head when you talk about how volatile oil is. I mean, we really can't, as analysts, predict where the price of oil is going. A lot of analysts try and do they it. They try, yeah. <laughs> Most of them don't succeed. Uh, but there are a few factors that has that have driven the, the increase over the past week. And one of these factors was actually a sub- supply disruption up here in Canada at, Sun- at Suncor's Syncrude facility in Alberta. So the facility experienced a, a power outage, which impacted... Th- uh, 360,000 barrels per day of crude, which gets transported to the U.S. market. And Suncor believes that this disruption is going to last potentially through all of July. So this is at a time when we already have a very tight crude supply market. The United States is producing at or near capacity. People are concerned about the hard line that the U.S. is taking on Iran, which will further reduce the supply of oil. And OPEC and Russia, they've stated that they're prepared to increase production as much as is necessary, but it's very uncertain at this point um, how much additional supply they can bring onto the market or what type of, of impact that's going to have. But you know, when, when you look over the past year, we've really actually seen a pretty steady climb in WTI crude over the past 12 months, increasing about 60% from $45 a barrel up into the 70s now. So this is this has largely been driven by robust economic growth in North America and and globally, and that that is what has been driving it over the past year. But over the past week here, we've definitely seen seen supply disruption uh, play its part as well. Yeah, and there may be some companies. There are a couple of companies we have in, in coverage right now, both in our Canadian uh, income stock and our Canadian small cap that could benefit from that. You just want to buy great companies that have good balance sheets that. Uh, are already performing well in a, even a lower oil price environment. And then, you know, this is what they can benefit from if there is an uptick in that segment and your position to, you know, have a little blue sky potential if, if there is a more unexpected uptick in the price of energy or oil. And, and like we saw there you know, this past week and over the course of the, really over the past year, uh, these companies can start to benefit now from that. And, and we'll course, definitely make our clients aware of what companies we're talking about. Absolutely. And, and just, just as, as a final note, since you're talking about company-specific recommendations, of course, one of the things that we always pay very careful attention to in any recommendation, but especially in, in a cyclical stock like an oil stock, is, is the balance sheet. Because yeah. if you're a company that has a lot of debt and the commodity price starts to turn against you, that that could spell a lot of trouble for your shareholders in a very short period of time as you have to service that debt, potentially make principal payments and most certainly make interest payments. Yes. Uh, unlevered companies, we love in that segment. And, uh, you know... I, as a you know, when you're putting them up against companies that are significantly levered or have significant debt on the balance sheet, particularly with a small cap related company where you know you have a downturn and if you have a levered business, it can really go bad quickly on a company, and that's what you want to try to avoid. Now let's look at our your t- stock our take segment. Uh, we have a question here from Sid in Vancouver. He said he noticed. Balin Technologies had another large acquisition just this week. What do you guys think of it? It's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Well, Balin Technologies, BYL, and the TSX. Current price is around $3.33, market cap about $118 million. What does the company do first? They were founded in 1978. They provide wireless antenna solutions, primarily antennas, 
uh, is what the business is. They focus on research, design, development, and manufacturing, the sale of passive and active radio frequency products and services. It has been what we'd call a transformational year, 2018. We've been monitoring Balin over the course of this year. On January 17th, they made their biggest acquisition. They paid $49 million to acquire Advantech Wireless, the line of that business. Um, it designs, manufactures radio frequency microwave products for the wireless communication market. So solidly where Balin already was in that space. Just this past week, uh, late on Thursday, the company announced uh, that it has entered into a share purchase agreement with Alga Microwave Inc. for a total consideration of $27 million, cash up front of $21 million and $4 million in Balin shares and $2 million deferred. Now, this acquisition, the company entered into a bought deal financing to complete this acquisition. About $6.4 million subscription receipts, receipts or shares were issued at $3.10. To pay for this acquisition, uh, for its part, the acquisition Alga, the company is an engineering design development uh, company in the radio frequency and microwave component market. Uh, it looks like a solid acquisition, although the only thing we really have to go on here is that the transaction is expected to be accretive to earnings this year on a per share basis, and they've identified some immediate cost savings that will help them do that. Now, there's no guidance on the size of the revenues from the business or you know what the trailing EBITDA or trailing earnings was from the business, but the management is saying they expect it to be accretive to earnings over the course of 2018. Now, from these, the, the first acquisition uh, in the last quarter, this company had tremendous revenue growth up 48% to $24 million. And adjusted EBITDA came out at $1.45 million compared to basically 200000 in the same period last year. Our take on this company, from a fundamental perspective, Balin is currently a challenge to value given the uncertainty surrounding cash flows moving forward uh, from the two large acquisitions. There, Like I said, there's very unspecific guidance from management as of yet. At present, the company is trading at roughly an enterprise-valued EBITDA of 22 and a price to funds from operations of 28 based on the last four quarters. Now, this will change significantly going forward due to the acquisitions, uh, but again, we don't have much to go on in terms of what type of cash flow those acquisitions will add. There is significant potential for the company's EBITDA to increase over the course of 2018, which would lower these multiples significantly. We do note that the business is historically lumpy, one good quarter, couple bad quarters, two good quarters, you know, one bad quarter. That's what we have seen historically. But as the company is now increasing its customer base, this could potentially be allayed somewhat and they could have a little bit smoother earnings, but that is just, you know, forecasting going forward. Uh, we expect some lumpiness, though, in the near term in its main business. We may see some long-term value of cash flows can outstrip the dilution from the recent acquisitions. We are monitoring the company right now. We would not buy it until we see some more specific guidance, but it's definitely one on our radar. Yeah, looking at the share price here, Ryan, I, I believe it went public back in 2014, and, and it was up almost at around $8 per share back then. It's pretty much been a, a steady decline since. So I, I remember looking at this company several years back, and they did a lot of work with Samsung. Um, they were maybe a little bit too 
to um, concentrate it with that one client. And I remember they lost some of that work, and that's that's what really started to send send the share price down. But it's definitely uh, it's definitely not been a great story for investors. Hopefully, this acquisition can help them turn things around. I mean, I think you're completely right there. That their business was totally concentrated with Samsung uh, when they went public. And they were sideswiped essentially by Samsung moving away from the company and having a lack of demand near term. And that really hurt the share price. It's certainly trading lower than when it IPO'd uh, years ago. But again, we need to see some guidance going forward from this company to, to see what the actual you know, profitability will, coming from those two acquisitions will be going forward. And then we could have some better certainty to run some models and see if we think it's offering a good price at, at current levels. So uh, next, we're going to move on to our dog of the week, and that would be overstock.com, O-S-T-K on the NASDAQ. I'm going to let Aaron take that. From our stars and dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Ryan. Overstock.com. So a U.S. company traded on the NASDAQ, as you said, Ryan, it's an online retailer. Uh, It offers a broad range of different products, including furniture, home decor, apparel and accessories, books, electronics, as well as other items. They also in late 2014 began working to develop and advance a blockchain technology, and they did this through the formation of a wholly owned subsidiary, Medici Ventures Inc., and the acquisition of a majority interest in a fintech company called T0.com. So the stock right now is trading for a little under $30. It was just a, as of June June 20th, about a week ago, trading at $40, so about a 25% drop over this period, over the past week. But the real story is the year-to-date performance. Um, Just shortly after the start of the year, the stock had hit an all-time high of over $80 per share. So it's lost a significant amount of value over that time, well over half, about 55% or so. So what's happening with the company? Well, there's a few things that are going on here. It's actually a fairly interesting story to dissect. So the company sources many of its products from China. Um, In in their last 10K filing, they did state that changes in tariffs with China. Of course, everybody is aware of the the upcoming potential upcoming trade war between the U.S. and and China. But that that essentially is what the company is saying is that could potentially drag on their their financials. Um, In addition, recently, the Supreme Court of the United States made a ruling regarding sales taxes, essentially saying that the states, individual states can now collect sales taxes from online retailers. So this impacts them as well, uh, potentially. Um, what was really interesting to me is actually management's outlook and some of the comments that they made in in their in their financial report. So essentially, what they said is that they're they're experiencing difficulties, um, which they believe are due in part to changes that Google has made in its in its search engine algorithms. So Google normally updates their algorithms on a regular basis, but management is saying that it's taking them longer to analyze and adapt to the changes, the the 2017 algorithm changes that Google has made, and this is this is potentially affecting the business. So they have stated that they've reorganized a large number of their resources. They're addressing this problem. Um, they they're seeking to to prevent it from from occurring again. But this is something that uh, that has seemed to to impact them. They're also experiencing an increasingly competitive digital marketing landscape. 
So they have competitors who are spending significant amounts of money on advertising, bidding up the cost of certain marketing channels, such as paid keywords. Um, they do expect this trend to continue. However, they have another, another, they state that they have a number of important digital marketing initiatives that they're testing and implementing, which they hope to improve this in the future. Uh, finally, just, just kind of touching on the blockchain issue here, I'd mentioned that they, they acquired a majority interest in a company, T0.com. Uh, that company is in the, is doing a, 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 an ICO, an initial coin offering and this is really um, this has really put them under the radar of the SEC which is clamping down on these initial coin offerings so just just as a just as a very quick explanation an ICO initial coin off offering that's essentially when a company comes out with their own cryptocurrency um, which is a, a attached to ownership rights for that company so it's a way of um, in the past for many companies it's been a way of circumventing SEC rulings uh, rules with respect to issuing shares to investors and the SEC is clapping down on this so that's another that's another issue that they're facing um, the company has been looking to sell its retail division to fund its blockchain initiatives for quite some time now but so far it hasn't had any success so just taking a look at the last quarter of the report because we always want to look at the numbers, Revenue was $445 million um, compared to $432 million, so up about 3% for the quarter. But net income, there is a big loss there. They lost uh, about $51 million in the quarter compared to a loss of $6 million in the quarter the year before. EBITDA as well was a loss of about $45.5 million. They got a great balance sheet with net cash of about $220 million, but the bottom line is this company is facing a lot of headwinds. They're not making money. For us, they're impossible to value, so they're not investable based on our criteria. And it is the dog of the week. Yes, um, and I'd, I'd say it's you know uh, one of the dogs of the year, to be honest. Uh, down, you know, cut in half over the past year. Uh, the, the company for me is is uninvestable for us is uninvestable and it's it's amazing when you talk about google there to see the power that that they can have on a company's fortunes just by changing their algorithm but uh i'm not sure if they're just there's some blame game being placed there uh, at this point just based on the fundamentals you know that stock is not a company that we'd uh, look at investing in i i love technology i love thinking about algorithms and programming and stuff like that. I'm not the guy who's going to determine um, how to you know, work with the algorithm changes at Google or how this is affecting a company. And that's exactly why we like to follow the numbers. So if, if the company is performing well and we see good, visible drivers, that that performance is going to continue, that's something we can understand. All the stuff on the side about whether or not they're able to adapt to Google's changing algorithms, whether or not they're able to put in policies or or put in or come up with ways of, of adapting to it better in the future, th those things are impossible to analyze. We You really have to look at the numbers. Yeah, and the numbers in the end for Overstock are not good. So let's move, shift gears to our star of the week. From our Stars and Dogs segment, it's time for this week's Star. Star. We're going to look at Twitter Inc., TWTR on the New York Stock Exchange. Currently trades, I think it closed around $44.79, uh, and its market cap is about $33.5 billion. So what does the company do? Uh, 
their social network platform, public self-expression and conversations in real time. Its services are live and include live commentary, live connections, and live conversations. It, it generates its majority of the revenue through advertising. Uh, the stock over the past month is up 30%. What is driving it? Well, we just alluded to what was driving overstock down in our last segment. Well, what is driving Twitter up? is the opposite, very positive quarterly results. Revenues for the last quarter were up 21% to 644 million. Uh, Adjusted net income or net income came in at about eight cents per share. This was compared to a loss of nine cents in the same period of last year. So the company broke into profitability in a rather significant way in the quarter. Adjusted EBITDA was up 44% to 244 million in the quarter. Uh, So strong numbers there. And looking forward for Q2, adjusted EBITDA management is guiding towards uh, $245 million to $265 million. That's uh, strong growth over what we saw over the same period last year. And, uh, you know, this is what we need to see for a company that traditionally has had significant losses. It's breaking forward into profitability and it's guiding into its next quarter and going forward into this year for significant increases in profitability. The balance sheet at Twitter is strong, has net cash of about $4.4 billion. Uh, this is extremely strong cash position. They have little debt, basically, on the balance sheet. Now, on a PE basis, it's hard to value this company as it's had losses really over the course of the last uh, four quarters. Again, progressing to profitability. Price to adjusted earnings would probably be in the range of 82 on a trailing basis. We do know that, uh, again, going forward, this number should be lowered as they continue to break into profitability. Uh, We are monitoring it. It appears to have transitioned in profitability. And we look at it as as it continues to push that profitability over the course of the next couple quarters. The gains over the past month, however, make it our star of the week. Ryan, in terms of valuation, looking at the company right now, $40, $45 share price, I would say for us, we would at least need to see about a $1.50 earnings per share to uh, to put this in a, a, a reasonable range, which would be about 30 times earnings. So it's it probably has a way to go there. But with these with these tech companies, these these social media companies, they really can ramp up their earnings uh, quite quickly if things go well for them. Yeah, I mean, they as long as they continue to grow the top line and are just uh, not cutting costs. I mean, it's nice to see some cost cutting, but you know, for evaluation, you want to see them grow their top line and grow the bottom line. Uh, and and like you said, you know, if this was trading at 30, 40 times earnings, it would be something that we definitely look at. But it's you know trading at about eighty two times adjusted earnings, which really. For us, is a very rich multiple. We continue to monitor it. Uh, I like the service. Uh, I know Keystone is on Twitter, and we use it all the time. Uh, but it's just not a company right now that is at a valuation level that we find attractive. Okay, and I'm going to, again, close off the show. Thank Aaron for co-hosting with me. Encourage you to go to iTunes and uh, rate us and on there and go to Facebook, like us on there and ask us any question for our Your Stock, Our Take segment. 
and you may just see your question answered on any stock that you are looking at right now in our your take your stock our take segment going forward again aaron thanks for helping me uh, with the show this week and profitable investing thank you ryan profitable investing